Hi, welcome to Feminine. My name is Priscilla Alexandra Hine, and this is a podcast dedicated to the feminine lens. I welcome you to this sacred space, and I'm grateful to be here and to hold it for us. If you are a previous listener, welcome back. If you are new, bienvenidos. I needed to take a moment of self-care that lasted quite a while. Thank you for holding this space for me and for being here with, um, with the other listeners. A little bit about me that I think is important. Um, also, at certain points, just to give you the heads up, I'm going to drink water, like right now. Hang on. <laughs> Um, I will drink water throughout, uh, just to give you the heads up, this is not a perfect space and that is with intention. Uh, a little bit about me before we get into the summer solstice. So happy solstice, dear listeners. This is the brightest day of the whole year, which is exciting and beautiful and very symbolic of how we as beings journey with creation. So I will tell you who I am and why I hold this space and why it is sacred. And um, I'd also like to take a moment to honor the sacredness of it with some silence. So before we get into an introduction, let's just be quiet for a minute. Yes? Okay. Welcome back. At certain points, I will ask you to breathe with me. Breath is symbolic of body and really a representation of prayer. And the lungs are an incredible passageway for us to communicate that which is within that we cannot speak with words and give it back to divine through how we breathe. So if at any minute you find me taking deep breaths, it's to regain my own focus and to come back to my body, as well as to remind us to do the same. A lot of what we're going to talk about here is going to be rich and maybe even frustrating, particularly if you are a person of faith. Um, we're probably going to wrestle a little bit, <laughs> but I'm a good wrestler. So uh, <laughs> you've got... Um, some exciting things in store for you. I would like to tell you that um, I am the daughter of a refugee and a single mother, that my parents are my heroes, and I strongly encourage you to love your parents, whatever that looks like, and or your mentors, and or whomever really imprinted on your life. We will seek that sense of honor throughout our journey with one another. And we will really look to honor each person for who they are as a child of God, as a child of light. <clears throat> Excuse me. I know that there will be topics and, and um, influences that we discuss, and it will be very difficult for us to honor. 
But the goal at hand is not to divide. The goal at hand is to come together, to commune, to be um, a group of communicative rebels who are critically thinking and passionate um, and seeking holy in this life. So please, honor the people who have sowed seeds into your life and forgive them, which we'll talk about in time, (laughs) Um, as much as you can. And also know that there's freedom in knowing that you are not the judge. Thank God. The other thing I'd like to share with you that's really critical is my faith. I am by default, a mystic, contemplative Christian who is also deeply influenced by Buddha and the practice of mindfulness, as well as a lot of other faith traditions and and indigenous and ancient practices of spirituality. You will pick up on that throughout This is important for me to share because as much as I would like to pretend that I don't have um, a relationship with Jesus, the truth of the matter is I have a beautiful relationship with Jesus. And uh, the reason why is because I've been trying to get him to stop loving me since I was 12 years old, which is when I asked him to be my personal Lord and Savior, which was actually a very transformative experience. And the fool just you know, keeps reminding me that he loves me and it bugs the shit out of me. (laughs) I'm sorry, but how can you compete with someone who goes to the cross for you? It's so fucking compassionate. He's so charming. (laughs) Um, I want to tell you a little bit about my academic background as well. I am a certified aromatherapist. I have a bachelor's of science in Bible, a bachelor's in social work, a master's in social work, a license to practice clinical social work, and I am a licensed practitioner of the healing arts in the state of California. (laughs) So when I speak academically or when I speak with science, it is because some of us necessitate reason in order for us to understand mystery. And I am guilty of this. It is also the very tension that keeps my spirituality in practice and reminds me to grow. Something that I do um, want to acknowledge, though, is that we don't always have the answers for everything. And we will find peace there when the pain is too much. So there you go. There's a little bit about me um, and what I'm bringing to the table and why that's important to share is because when we engage dialogues, I'd like you as a listener to acknowledge that I am human and I don't want you to view me as anything else. My unique upbringing, uh, my unique lens, my unique experiences are mine. But I remain fragile and tender and in need of connection, as all mammals do. 
I also ask that um, when we do engage in a dialogue, if you would like to rebuttal, please feel free. <laughs> My number on Enneagram is eight. Da, 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 da. <laughs> um, and I am okay with that. I am a challenger. It's who God made me to be. It's not going to change. And it's a part of my DNA. In the body of Christ, my spiritual giftings are the gift of prophecy and teaching. These things I have asked, I asked actually throughout my childhood to be eradicated with. And I would beg for the gift of tongues. I was like, who cares about prophecy? Who cares about that shit? I want to speak another language. <laughs> and I never got that. <laughs> um, you will hear me reference the Bible often, but I would like you to know that there are many holy books that have not been included in the modern U.S. American um, version of the Holy Bible that I strongly encourage you to read and look into. Um, those are the Gnostic Gospels. These are the Gospels of Thomas, uh, Maccabee, these types of things. I also, as a listener, would really encourage you to read a book called How to Read the Bible for All It's Worth. I can't recall the author at this time, but this book was turned on to me by a dear professor when I was in my undergraduate studies, uh, John Olaf. Shout out to Professor Olaf, who not only empowered me, but listened to me and honored me. Thank you so much, Professor Olaf. Um, hmm. Give me a minute. Thank God for people and thank God for relationships. <clears throat> that being said, I would also encourage you, uh, if you'd like to engage the dialogue with me, send me a little email at itspriscilla, P-R-I-S-C-E-L-L-A at gmail.com. Um, I'm not going to read it if it's more than four sentences, uh, and uh, as long as it's civil, I, I most likely will respond. Um, <clears throat> but I, I do encourage you to rebuttal me so that we can really grow together. And that's why we come to this digital space. This is a space of consciousness. That means that we are creating a stream of knowledge and a stream of growth that um, can expand us as spiritual beings and really give us permission to step into the wholeness um, of who we are as not just individuals with a body, but a mind, a spirit, um, a role in society and a makeup of relationships. So we will, I will include a lot of academic language in that regard. I uh, am a social worker to my core, and this is what I have been doing the past 13 years of my life. I am blessed to be a social worker. I am living out my calling when I am doing social work. I am honored by God to be a social worker, and it is one of the greatest things that I have ever been given an opportunity to be. Uh, shout out to Lloyd Gustoso, Dr. Gustoso the chair of the social work department at Cairn University, one of my very dear mentors, um, who has genuinely cared for me for um, over a decade and has really helped me grow. Thank you so much, Lloyd. 
I want to tell you a little bit about some of my greatest influences so you can learn a bit more about my perspective. Right off the bat, I'd like to acknowledge that I have been deeply influenced by Joan of Arc since I was about eight years old. And one of the best images in my mind that I have of her, which is um, a story of her audacity is when she was riding topless toward the English army. And I just really can see myself do something like this. <laughs> and um, her uh, courage to journey with Christ, with God, and to take on this call to um, combat the English army in the most feminine way is absolutely how I uh, receive and perceive my femininity. I am deeply inspired by Mary Magdalene, Jesus's beloved. Um, this woman who was married multiple times, and it wasn't until she met the Christ that she really understood love. If you don't know about Mary Magdalene, or if you have ill perceptions of her, I strongly encourage you to do some research and to test out that research. Um, not just keep it in a place of hypothesis, but really, you know, something that's got some, some density. That woman um, inspires me every day to be proud of my sexuality, to be grateful an understanding of my love for Jesus and why he is so relevant and why he um, is beloved by women in particular. I'm also deeply inspired by Mary, Jesus's mom, hmm, who got pregnant by Joseph before she was married. Mary is amazing and loved her son and loved the gift that had been given to her. A great reference point for understanding the love of a mother is a song by an incredible artist named Lauren Hill and is called Zion. If you'd like to learn a bit more about the love of a mother and how profound it is, I strongly encourage you to listen to that song. Um, I am also incredibly influenced by Malcolm X. And from my own very privileged perspective, feel as though it is his, um, it was the way that Malcolm, or it is the way that Malcolm still wrestles with this tension of protection of self and keeping the self sacred and, and honoring the self at all costs that I deeply respect and feel as though I can grasp to some extent as a woman who lives in the margins. Additionally, I am incredibly influenced and inspired by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. His steadiness, his demands for reparations, and his ability to speak to millions and um, stay completely focused on freedom for, for all is something that I just bow to him in reverence. 
Thank you, Dr. King. I'm also incredibly inspired by St. Teresa of Calcutta, her humility and her commitment to servitude, particularly for the least of these, and St. Francis of Assisi, who has been a saint that has followed me throughout my life. I have been talking to animals since I can remember and have looked to them and all of creation to connect with divine and God and to really understand my role in the process of life on this planet. So, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Welcome. I'm glad to have you. We will be talking about the healing arts quite a bit. And you will be hearing lots of opinions and information about that. You will, we will be talking about mental health and spirituality quite a bit. And you will be hearing lots of opinions and information about that. I'm not here to diagnose you. And I will not answer anything about diagnostic information. I'm not here to be your therapist. I don't want to be your guru. <laughs> Um, but I am here to engage a dialogue with you and to journey with you and for us to journey together. We land on summer solstice for a reason, and we are naked in this episode for a reason. One, I'm waiting on a track created by a dear friend of mine in Philadelphia. His name is Dion Henry. You can follow him on Instagram at ddcontroller. He is married to a wonderful woman named Renee, and these have been dear friends of mine for quite a while. I, Dion is an incredible producer, and he's creating a track for Feminine that is not ready. So this is why we are naked. But also we are naked because that is what summer calls us to be. Summer is a time of tension. The solstice is a time of tension and heat and really allowing the compost of winter and the fruit of spring to come forth and owner taking ownership of that and stepping into the momentum of what has come come forth from those things this past winter has was very contemplative and very dark for many of us i'm a winter baby i'm an aquarius pisces cusp my sun sign i'm a taurus moon in aries rising I also have uh, Mercury and Venus in Pisces. So my moon and my Venus are exalted in that um, Venus way. <clears throat> you will pick up on a lot of sensuality because of that. Um, when I... Uh, yeah. So we know that as we step into this season, we are being challenged to detox, to do the things that we have to do in order to get to autumn where we can reap another harvest, um, where the death can be more so a time of transition so that when we go back into winter of 2020, right, and from a sociological perspective, we're looking at a massive shift 
we're really looking at the tension of the Trump administration and how it has impacted not just the United States, but really all countries across the globe. And that is an audacious claim that's so egotistical to say, but it must be said. Capitalism is very real. Capitalism is very necessary. Trump would not have gotten to office otherwise. And if we don't acknowledge the role that capitalism plays in our dialogues and our understanding of humanity, we're not going to be able to grow. When we talk about the Trump administration and we're in the summer solstice right now, we're, I want us to look at things not just from a micro perspective, so that means you and I as individuals, not just a meso perspective, that means our community and the influences we have in our immediate community, but a macro perspective. That means the government. That means um, the United Nations. We're looking at all of those things always at once in a system of beings who are bio, psycho, social, and spiritual in their makeup. So we come together and we prep for a great transition and we're being challenged to embrace who we are and what we've become in particular. From a Tarot perspective, this year is the year of the Empress. Last year was the year of the High Priestess and Justice. We know these things through numerology. Those of us who study Tarot or in the healing arts are aware of these truths. And that tension and that shift has created for us an opportunity to dive more into yin energy and femininity. And it's incredibly potent, pertinent, perceptive role in all things. The feminine is critical. Not just now. It has always been. And we know that when, when we eradicate femininity, we eradicate dialogue, we eradicate sensuality, we eradicate justice, and we exploit resources. When we talk about femininity and we come to this feminine space, I want us to always reference creation. I want us to always reference the ability to receive. I want us to always reference the spirit, the intuition. This is very feminine and very much necessary for us to heal, to grow, and to create tangible change as beings who want something more than a constant stream of war and violence. Conflict, resolve. Conflict, resolve. Conflict! Resolve. Hmm. I challenge you, listener, to take a minute. Breathe. Think about resolution. Think about revolution. Think about femininity. And really invite 
the energy of the solstice into that space. I'm blessed to be here with you. This episode is simple. It is a foundation for what is to come. We will talk richly and deeply about what happened to the church. Uh, For those of you who are listeners who have been influenced by church culture in any regard, I hope you understand this language. And if you don't, please let me know. I'll do my best to explain Christianese to you. But basically, the church is a reference to people who attend church and who are active in their faith and profess a label of Christian. But that's very myopic and limiting. The church is really uh, the kingdom of all human beings. And some of us stand outside and some of us sit at front. You know, some of us stand behind pews. Some of us just stand up. Um, We are a collective of believers. Uh, I, I want us to view the church as a collection of spiritualists, a collection of folks with faith, folks with hope, folks with um, a desire to make peace with divine. That's the church. It is sticky and messy and controversial. And when the Trump administration started campaigning, a great schism happened in the U.S., If you are a global listener, please let me know if it happened in uh, your communities as well. I'd I'd really be interested in that. We will talk about that. We will also talk about who are we going to vote for in the primaries. Um, Those are coming up. Uh, What an interesting culture we live in. Yes, how the U.S. influences the world in consumerism. (laughs) Some things to look at before our next episode. I strongly encourage you to consider pursuing your Enneagram number and finding out what that is. We will talk about Enneagram quite a bit. I've been journeying with Enneagram for the past eight years. It's an incredible spiritual tool. Um, I also strongly encourage you to look into your Myers-Briggs. That is quite helpful. But also, more than these things, may you understand that those are simply tools to help you understand where you fit in the puzzle of life. But nobody knows you better than you know yourself. No one at all. And nobody loves you more than God. Hmm. And that's a healing truth that can never change. And no matter who you are, where you come from, or what you've been through and what you've done, you are just as deserving as to have a seat at this table as anyone else. And if I have to ask you to leave, trust me when I tell you, we can have a conversation and I'll determine if you, if you can come back. <laughs> We're gonna commune together. Happy summer solstice, my friends. I'll see you in our next episode. Thanks for being here.